running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. He is Kevin Donlin. Back in the Beat Laboratory, we're talking football week nine. But we're going to talk about what we saw in week eight and everything in between. So right off the bat, obviously the biggest story going on right now is the Henry Rugg story. Uh, an absolute amazing talent, young talent. Las Vegas definitely had a great draft pick in taking Henry Ruggs, and that has um, sadly been ended. Uh, uh, a very quick career, early career, young career, definitely a, a high potential type of career gone all because of a stupid stupid act and Henry Ruggs uh, was in a in a car accident due to him being under the influence more news about this story is, has been coming up obviously this accident took the life of another person and it's just you know I I don't know how many times we have to say this when something like this happens, whether it be a non-accident, just getting pulled over and getting a DUI, DWI, whatever it is with these players. You have so much money. Have someone drive you around if you're going to do something like this. Or even in the fact with, with Las Vegas, Las Vegas has, like, the Raiders team has drivers, they have a, a you know a place that they can call and say, "Hey, I need a driver." It's as easy as that. But yet, the more and more news that we see coming out about this story, he was clocked at one one point going 156 miles per hour. He got into the accident at 127 miles per hour or whatever it was. The car that he hit, he rear-ended burst into flames um, taking the life of the driver, a woman and a a dog as well that was in the car I I mean, it's just it's just stupid, it's idiotic and I don't understand what's going through the, the minds of some of these athletes or celebrities or whatever that have everything at the tip of their fingers and they just let it slide right through their fingers I just I don't understand it. You know, it's a, you know for me it's you know a simple value of life. You know, you honestly uh, when you decide to do something like that, you know, not only are you obviously putting your own life at risk, and I love my life, so I, I'm one of those where I'm, you know, I'm not. That's not even a thought in my mind, and I don't have all the money in the world. So, you know, you it really just mystifies you at times when you just, you know, hear things like this and it's unfortunate. And you know, obviously a life, like you said, was taken, two lives were taken. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. And there's nothing that, you know, she could have done at all. And, you know, it's just the stupidity of, uh, you know, believe it or not, a role model, which yeah. is, uh, that's the scariest part is that, you know, these players realize that when you go to the NFL, you are a role model and, you know, kids look up to you. They want to be like you and you, know, you do stupid things like this and, 
you know, when I see things like this happen, you know, it's just very unfortunate. But, you know, at the same time, you know, now it becomes even a distraction for the Oakland Raiders oh, yeah, now at absolutely. this point. And, you know, at this, you know, for him to even get the coverage right now for doing something like this is just, for me, I don't see the sense in it. Um, you know, you know, he's obviously going to, you know, face the max, you know, you know, uh, what do you basically the time? <laughs> yeah, time, you know, but like uh, just the punishment, I guess, yeah. is the best word to use there. But you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. I mean, you know, not to do things like this. It's uh, it's just a lack of you know, just sense. I mean, you just got to have a, a a better idea of what's the consequences of doing something along the lines of that. So. You know, obviously he's, you know, I don't know if he's okay. They said he was, you know, he had injuries and stuff. I've seen Yeah, he was banged up. He was in the hospital. uh, But he was released from the hospital, obviously went straight to jail. Um, But it's just, I I, I don't even understand why it happens, you know, altogether. Like, you know, not even just with an athlete, not even just with a celebrity. Like, why does it happen, period? Like, why does anybody get into a car... After, you know, having a couple of drinks, not not only, you know, a couple of drinks in this instance, he was double the legal limit. Uh, but it, it just overall, it's like, why? Why? Like, do you think you're immortal? Like, is that what it is? Like, is that, you know, are you that self-centered that you think nothing's going to happen to you like that? I just I don't understand it. Um you know what? This is this is something. You know, I don't even want to talk about it as like a football point. Like the Raiders, you know, it's whatever they released him right away. Like that's that. You know, he's off the team. But just as a regular human, like you literally just killed somebody. Somebody that was potentially going home to their family or you know friends or whatever it is you ended their life early like that's on you and it's it's just it flabbergasted me because it's just it's so stupid such a stupid act for such a talented player and just you know I don't even want to give it any more time you know on here talking about it because it was that stupid yeah, it was a very, uh, it was very dumb on his part, and obviously he's going to face the consequence. And you know, uh, the Raiders obviously now have a distraction going into this week, and you know, but I think the Raiders will be fine overall as a team, even missing someone like Ruggs. Ruggs is a good player, a deep threat, but uh, I know they have, some, you know, they have Zay Jones, and uh, he's always been a deep threat. And Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, I think it'll they, open they up have. more targets for them and Brian Edwards, uh, but I don't think the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you know, the only thing that's really going to affect them is just the fact that this is a distraction at this point. But uh, on the field, I think uh, their offense, you know, it doesn't really skip a beat here. Yeah. Um, with the Raiders, you know, like you said, this this opens up. They have other weapons. It's not like, um, you know, he was their only weapon. So that's on, that's, that's on one hand. Uh, the other hand, they've already dealt with you know, the biggest distraction of them all was with the whole uh, John Gruden thing. So they've been, you know, this is not the first time. And they're dealing with it. You know, I, I just, I feel as though they're going to get through it. 
it's not a big deal. And I mean, obviously, it is a big deal because he is such a, a, a you know a very good dynamic player. But you know, the next person's got to step up, and you know, Derek Carr is still there. As I said, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. This this team is still, you know, pretty good in terms of weapons. So I, I'm not really worried, you know, about Vegas in that way. Um, but a, a team that you may worry about without a player, the Green Bay Packers. You know, for a team that, you know, some have them at number one in the power rankings going through week eight. Some have them as number two. At least in the top three, you have Green Bay after beating Arizona Thursday night. So we had news come out that he te- uh, that Aaron Rodgers tested positive uh, for COVID. This is a big loss, obviously, because, you know, overall... Green Bay, they are Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, like that's that's a team that, you know, you're you're looking at Aaron Rodgers and a lot of people are saying he probably leads the MVP voting mainly because he doesn't have as much as the other players that are in talks about the MVP. He, he doesn't have as much as those guys do. And this is a big loss for Green Bay, especially going into a game against Kansas City. A game that you know we were talking about it earlier because this was the first week that we actually uh, we started something new. We put out you know our open line picks of the week, you know, and basically we picked each game by the opening line because you know there there's so many there's so many changes <laughs> that goes in. Bless you. I am so there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many changes that go into the lines as the week goes, and. In terms of this game, this game opened up as a minus two and a half uh, favorite in terms of Kansas City. Now it's at a seven, seven and a half. So it's a huge difference. Huge difference. So if you were to, you know, crush it with Kansas City earlier in the week before Aaron Rodgers was out, you're looking pretty right now. You know, because now the the line went up to seven, so that's that's just one of the games that the numbers uh, you know have fluctuated. We'll get into the other games that have fluctuated, but this is the biggest one because of losing Aaron Rodgers, and it's a big loss in terms of Green Bay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously, I could do the simple math on this. I couldn't stop seeing articles about him growing his hair out so that he could be John Wick for Halloween. Yeah. Obviously, went to a Halloween party, and here we are, three or four years, four days later. And he's got COVID nineteen, so um, I I can't say I'm shocked. Um, you know, they're obviously don't they don't find these guys anymore for doing things like this. I know they were doing that uh, last year. He's unvaccinated too. Um, that's that's yeah, that's new news. Yeah, it's usually a uh, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's a big loss for Green Bay. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, for them to even find a way to win this game. Uh, Love, not a lot of experience. Uh, I think he should be able to move the football, but just on the basis that Kansas City has just been that bad. But I think they get Devontae Adams back this week. They do. So, 
Yeah, COVID's all over Green Bay right now. I mean, yeah. between their receivers last week and then Aaron Rodgers this week, it's just been a constant. Um, it's been around yeah. over there, so it's it's pretty unfortunate um, for the organization. But you know, obviously, this is not the game you want to lose Aaron Rodgers for. It's a big, important game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, mainly, also just because it, it just they're, they're trying to like stay in the pack of the NFC because well, the NFC out. is so it stacked. W- it works out for them because I mean that's a game. Uh, where obviously uh, it's a tough win, regardless Rogers or no Rogers. But obviously they have a you know pretty good record right now. They can afford to lose a game here and there, and Kansas City just desperately needs wins. So yeah, this turns into an uh, an eye opening break for the Kansas City Chiefs right and now. I mean they must played, win. I yeah, feel yeah like. of course. I mean taking on the Giants last week on Sunday night. Uh, I mean on Monday night they. Uh, they looked good, but they didn't look great. They didn't look like the old Kansas City Chiefs. So this might have been a tough game to go into um, for the Green Bay Packers. But, uh, you know, it's just a really good break for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, and, and we were talking about this off the air, they're just, they're like you said, they're not the Kansas City of, you know, the last two years. This is, uh, this is definitely scary in terms of, Kansas City because they literally cannot stop anything. They can't. And you know, the only reason why, you know, they get a W out of um, like Monday night is just because the literally the, the as bad as the Giants offense is basically. That's, that's the reason why they get a win on Monday night because Kansas City, like I said, it just, they can't stop anybody. And the biggest issue is Mahomes turning the ball over. He leads the league in interceptions. Something that's just like so mind-boggling. After like the last three years we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, this is so unlike him. And I think it's it's like really opening the eyes of everybody. It's like what's what's going on? What is going on in Kansas City? This team is not the juggernaut that they've been the last two years. You know, you you're looking at the schedule. You see Kansas City come up, you know, against your team. You're not too happy about it because ninety percent of the time it was going to be a loss. Now anybody has a shot against this team. You put points on the board, you have a shot against Kansas City. If you can absolutely just move the ball, you can put you can you can put Kansas City at the brink of a loss. And that's what the Giants did. You know, that's what we've been seeing all season long with Kansas City. You know, it's just it's crazy to see what's going on and uh, you know, the thing is, you know, could this could they, you know, can they right the ship? I, I it just, I don't see it. I don't, th- you know, they, they go out, they trade for uh, Melvin Ingram. I, I don't think that that is going to help, like immensely. I don't think that's going to change really anything. I mean, they can't stop the run, so maybe that helps out in run defense. But it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what Kansas City. I don't know that you can, can right the ship. I, I, there's nobody coming back. For you to be like, all right, well, we have reinforcements because Tyron Matthews there. You know, you're seeing everybody else on defense. It, it's just they can't stop anybody. Yeah, no, it's uh, <clears throat> it's been real bad. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, they're finding ways to, you know, 
stay in contention. Obviously, the Raiders dealing with every single um, distraction that you can think of this year. So it seems like Kansas City's been getting breaks in uh, all different kinds of directions. Uh, never thought they would need them, but it seems like they're uh, they were in dire need of them. The AFC's weak. But uh, the AFC's weak. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's why Kansas City's still around. I mean, if if there was a couple of teams that were, you know, anything like the NFC, Kansas City be looking, uh, you know, from the outside in, you know, and, and this team is still, you know, around. Obviously, we have an extra week uh, this year, so that could help. Um, I think the biggest thing that comes out of Kansas City, it, you just, you need Mahomes to figure it out. You know, you need him to absolutely figure it out. And, you know, watching Kansas City as much as I've been this year, I just feel like the wide receivers aren't getting, you know, open as much as they have in years past. Um, you know, it's just, it's crazy to me, like, just to see how, um, just how Travis Kelsey's not getting open as much. You know, Tyreek Hill's not getting as open as, as he usually is. And, and just the offensive line, you know, they had their struggles. They got rid of most of their guys. They tried to flip this offensive line all in one year. You know, obviously adding Joe Tooney. But it's not helping either. They're not running the ball well. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is you know for to watch Kansas City in years past and look at how great that team is to see them a year later, you know, from the Super Bowl now a year later, and to see how bad they've been playing is crazy. It's it's crazy overall. Well, that's what happens when you literally are paying your quarterback <laughs> so much money. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of it. It is. You know, I understand wanting to make the most money as you can, but, uh, you know, when you become a professional football player, <clears throat> especially someone who has been around the Super Bowl a lot lately, um, you know, there's endorsements, there's other ways to make money um, with your time. You know, I know a lot of effort goes into each and every game. I'm not, you know, downplaying it at yeah. all, but, I mean, this is just obnoxious amount of money that you got this team paying you right now, and you're not going to get the protection. You'll be lucky if you, st- you know, Staying on your two feet at this point. Yeah, it's true. And he's had leg injuries. Like, it's just, it's not a smart move. You know, he's just got to right the ship somehow. You could tell the, I mean, I've never seen him more frustrated than I've seen this year. I mean, I feel like it was all fun and games the first two years of his career. And now we're finally starting to see uh, a Patrick Mahomes who's, uh, you know, clearly frustrated on the sideline. So going to the, the matchup that they had in the Super Bowl, talk about Tampa Bay here. Tampa Bay, another team that dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, their defense is not as good as it was. So they're another interesting team to see, you know, going up against New Orleans this past week. You know, even Jameis Winston going out earlier in that game and still getting the loss uh, and seeing what Tom Brady, how Tom Brady played in that game. But just overall, their defense. Now, this team. Obviously, they're they're in a different boat than Kansas City because Tampa Bay, they they can right the ship because they can they will be getting reinforcements off of the injured list. So you're going to see some of the guys from that secondary that are injured come back into play. Um, you know this team. Uh, you want to see Gronk back? I mean, he came back earlier. 
uh, in this past week, but ended up leaving early in the game because of back spasms. You know, he, he was in the first three or four games, whatever it was, he was Tom Brady's, you know, number one guy. You know, he had, I think, five touchdowns in the first two or three games. So losing him was a big loss. But they're another team that, you know, I don't think they're as good as they were last year. And they're, they have it harder than Kansas City because of how good the NFC is. Because it's not just one other good team. It's not just two other good teams. It's not just three other good teams. You know, there's a bunch of teams in the NFC that are fighting for that number one spot. You know, that it not like Kansas City or, you know, or anybody in the AFC. So Tampa Bay has it a little bit harder than Kansas City. But, um, you know, do you, do you feel as though this team can make it back to the Super Bowl even dealing with the injuries that they're they're dealing with. I think they can still make it to the Super Bowl, but I do think that they are about one or two injuries away from uh, in dire need of help, yeah. um, especially on the defensive side. Their secondary has been completely depleted. I've never seen anything like it. But they still got that, you know, front seven, and, you know, they've been unbelievable against every running back that's come into town. You know, they really are stopping running backs dead in their tracks, uh, regardless of their game prior. Uh, you know, obviously, Kamara was the next one <clears throat> up. But, uh, you know, with Tampa Bay, the offense hasn't skipped a beat. I know they said they had lost Gronk. They lost Antonio Brown. Other guys have stepped up, and they've been able to move the ball. I mean, last week was just one of those games. I mean, they had every opportunity to win that game. That's Tom Brady throwing an interception late. I mean, he doesn't usually do things like that, and that's why they win football games. So, you know, I don't blame Tom Brady, obviously, for a loss. uh, But at the same time, you know, they just – they found a way to lose that football game, and they'll continue to find ways to lose football games if, you know, you're throwing late picks late in the game. I mean, that game was set up beautifully for Tampa Bay to win. So yeah, they gave him plenty of time, yeah. and that was the, you know that's the, the the narrative when whenever you're going up against Tom Brady, it's, don't give him that time. Yeah, of course. You know, and but they gave just, him like a minute and a half. That secondary was just getting more depleted than I think uh, you know they were even expecting. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost their quarterback obviously, and Trevor you know Trevor Simeon came in and you know didn't even skip a beat. They were still able to move the ball, spread the ball, spread the defense, and. Uh, you know, they were able to obviously find ways to get first, like key first downs, and they were obviously able to score, and they left yeah. a lot of time. But, you know, they were probably just grateful to get a touchdown at that point. I mean, if you're a team, you know, you, yeah, you want to have the clock management up to perfect. You don't want Tom Brady to have any time left, but you also want to make sure you get into the end zone to begin with. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a two-point game. You know, obviously, Tim Bay thought they had every reason to uh, be able to go down the field and get three points, but obviously a quick pick right off the bat made it a nine-point game, and the game was over just like that. So I'm not really worried about Tampa Bay. I think it's just one of those games where they, they were set up to try to win that game despite the fact of, you know, everything that had gone on. But I think uh, I think the Buccaneers are in zero trouble right now. I know even the secondary being weak, but if you're front seven can get pressure, anyone could play in the secondary oh, at yeah, that point. Definitely. So. I'm not really one of those that think that the secondary, I mean, granted, of course, you want great players there, guys that, uh, you know, are just all over the football, able to, you know, find a way to get an interception, a, a pass deflection, anything else like that. Uh, 
But, yeah, no, Tampa Bay's front seven continuing to be the way they are. It's it, it, Between that and having that offense, uh, yeah. it's going to be just such a tough beat to uh, knock off the Buccaneers. Yeah, so this this past week was the week of the backup quarterback. You know, obviously we were talking about Trevor Simeon coming in after Jameis Winston getting hurt. Trevor Simeon still got the W in that one. Mike White coming in for the Jets. He gets the W. Cooper Rush coming in for the Cowboys. He gets the W. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy how different, you know, the NFL is now just because, you know, you can just plug in anybody, you know, into some of these games and, you know, you, you still have a chance. And yeah. um, with the Jets, you know what? First of all, the biggest question, and I – I think I know the answer, um, but I figured I'd ask a Jets fan. Yeah. Mike White plays well the next two weeks. Okay. Maybe gets one or two wins out of it. Do you start him when he comes back? You know, you're almost at the point where it's not even a guarantee if he were to even win either of the next two games. Yeah. You know, it really just shows that, you know, that, you know, obviously, you know, um, stupid mistakes, stuff like that will get you on the bench. But the kids obviously never really had too much of an opportunity. Uh, you know, he was um, drafted by the Cowboys, by the way. Yeah, no, he was Dak's backup for a while. And, you know, he's a four-year player. You know, he's yeah. been in the league for four years, and I think that's the biggest difference for me as a Jet fan. I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting a Super Bowl right now. I'm, you know, if Mike White wants to go in there, show us what you got. And, you know, Zach Wilson riding the bench and learning isn't the worst thing to happen for him as a rookie. So um, if I'm Jets management, regardless if even if this kid were to win a game in the next two weeks, you let Mike White go out there until obviously hopefully nothing happens to him. You know, or struggles, and then Zach goes back in. But at least he'll have a lot of uh, valuable learning experience from the sideline. I feel like that helps a lot of these quarterbacks understand, you know, just everything about the game. You know, when you're under center, it's it's not as easy to see things that you would have been able to see on the sideline. Yeah. There's no doubt about or it. Or in practice. Of course. So when you're watching reps from the sideline and you see things that are happening and what the defense is trying to do, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I think it's a big benefit for Zach Wilson if he were to just, you know, I wouldn't be upset by it at all. You know, second overall pick, but he's still a rookie. Yeah, I, you know, I I feel the same way. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody, no matter where you're drafted or, you know, when, no matter what, you want to play the hot hand. And that I'm for, 110%. But I don't see that happening when it comes down to Mike White and Zach Wilson. I think once Zach Wilson is healthy, he'll be back in. I think Zach Wilson just needs to to learn a little bit that you're not going to get the big play on every play. And that's been his issue this year. It's like he doesn't want to check down at all, ever. So uh, maybe seeing, you know, Mike White checking it down and, and, and having, getting yardage and having and success. Having success. That, yeah, and that's what I mean. That's all part of learning from the sideline. Exactly. Even if it's one week, two weeks, three weeks, like being able to have the experience. But I'll tell you right now, Mike White wins both games right now. He has to stay in. Yeah. I mean, or else Robert Sala won't. And this is the New York media. This isn't, you know, uh, this isn't like Ohio or Tennessee yeah. with yeah. zero offense. But you know what I mean there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll blast the tabloids forever if, you know, they take out Mike White, you know, Zach Wilson goes back in and 
the Jets find a way to lose that game, <clears throat> and then we have a serious debate. So I think you just ride the hot hand. If Mike White continues to play well, uh, then you go with him going forward. You know, he is the four, four-year player with more experience. So, <clears throat> you know, Zach Wilson is still a rookie. I mean, four years versus four games is a big difference. So, Huge difference. I'm, uh, I wouldn't be totally against the whole idea of Mike White continuing yeah, to no, play. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, they look good. The Jets look good uh, against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, you know, Joe Burrow made a, a stupid mistake that led to basically the Jets winning that game. Um, in terms of Cincinnati, you know, it's it, – it, they're, they're a team that it's like you want them to succeed. You want them to be good. Um, and then they lose to the Jets, a, a game that they shouldn't have lost. Uh you know, especially in a division that they're in, you know, with, with Pittsburgh and Cleveland uh, and Baltimore. I, I mean, that's – you can't slip up in games like that. And you've been seeing that a lot lately, and this is what I kind of wanted to get into is just that the teams that you're seeing that are, are at the top, a lot of them have had these types of games. Like these types of losses. We've seen it with Tennessee. We've seen it with Buffalo. We've seen it with Cincinnati now. We've seen it with Baltimore. You know, these are, you know, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. These are all teams that are are big-time teams, and we're seeing them slip up in random games. And it kind of makes you question because it's games that it's like you should win. You should win. Like you're going into that, all right, this is a W. But they're they're coming out with losses and it's it's very questionable. And I'm just wondering why it's happening to some of these teams. Are are these teams not as good as we thought or as good as we think? You know, would it like I I can't I can't figure it out. You know, we're seeing it, you know, with all of these teams basically, except for two teams maybe. Yeah. I mean, with when it comes to the the Rams, the Rams lose to Arizona, which Arizona we felt as though you know was the the top team in the league. They were undefeated, and then they lose to Green Bay, a depleted Green Bay team. So then it makes you question about Arizona, and you're like, you know, are they as good as we thought? You know, is Los Angeles Rams as good as we thought? And then they add Von Miller, so that's going to be interesting, but. You know, there's really only two teams that we haven't seen stumble. And that's been Green Bay and Dallas, really. I, I mean, that's Dallas's loss was a game against Tampa Bay in week one that they probably should have won. But they played they, they played very well in that game, both sides of the ball. You know, Tampa Bay just got the better of it, you know, because of some you know, bad kicking from Greg, uh, Greg Zerline. But, you know, in Green Bay, they lost the first week and then they break off six, you know, sticks and six wins in a row. But you, you can even look at week one in terms of Green Bay and you're like, they just got smacked. And are they this good? So, I, I mean, it's really almost every team except for, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll even put Green Bay in that, except for Dallas. You know, and it's it's interesting to me how how um, 
how much of uh, you know a season this is where we're seeing so much parity in the league, and frankly, I like it. You know, I, I like it a lot. It, it's kind of you're going into every week seeing all these teams play each other, and anybody can beat anybody, and that's that's always fun. That's all you know. We've always said this. This is one of the reasons why we you know when we were talking about the NBA. We hated the NBA because there was no parity. You knew you could have went into the season and picked the two finals teams. You know, and that was one of the things that we loved about baseball because baseball, you know, is very, you know, they, they definitely have parity. I mean, you just saw the Braves win the World Series. So it, it's it's interesting. I, I, you know, it's just something that I picked up on um, almost midway through the season now. You know, and I, I find it interesting. No, it's 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 an understanding point. Um, but the truth is, is that you know, what you're saying about struggles and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's great not to have it in the beginning of the season, but as we continue to progress towards the end of the season, that's really where you want everything to be clicking. Yeah. So everything's clicking for Dallas right now. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we'll talk in two or three months from now and see if it's continuing to click. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens in the NFL. Every week is different. And uh, injuries play a toll. Yeah, they that's, play a huge toll. Obviously, uh, you know some of these teams need to just get healthy and stuff like that. And you know, but a lot of these teams that are that I'm really high on this year, for the most part, a lot of them have stayed healthy. Yeah. I mean, you know, a few injuries here and there, and it happens to everybody. But you know, nothing uh, significant to the point where uh, you know it shows a drastic change in their play. Well, there has been uh, some big time injuries. Uh, Tennessee losing Derrick Henry for basically most of the season. Um, the Saints losing Jameis Winston for the season. Uh, now they just came out and said Michael Thomas uh, suffered another injury while he was trying to get back from his surgery. He's out for the season. So, what is first of all, what is this Jameis Winston injury mean for New Orleans? In terms of you know just staying afloat, I I don't because to me, don't get me wrong, Jameis Winston's not great. He's been um, kind of a game manager when it comes to New Orleans, but it's been working for New Orleans. Now, I just I I I don't see them staying afloat. I think they'll be fine. I think the defense, for the most part, has been very, very healthy for New Orleans, and they've been very good. Uh, obviously, uh, picking off Tom Brady at yeah. the end of a game with three minutes to go, I don't think anyone thought that the Colts were – I mean, uh, the Saints were going to win that game. And obviously, their defense came up with a big play, and their defense is very good. There's no doubt about it. They have I don't think Brady's their offense too. will really drastically go down with this. I mean, I don't think that Taysom Hill is anywhere near a quarterback to – Jameis Winston, but I mean, who am I to say that? I mean, this kid yeah. can come in here and you know find a way to manage the game just as well as Jameis Winston did. Uh, Jameis Winston had a lot of turnovers. I mean, uh, you expect less turnovers coming from Taysom Hill, so it's really hard how to describe you know good you know a good play difference. I think uh, when it comes to Taysom Hill, I'm not really concerned. I think uh, he'll be fine. Um, I mean, he couldn't end up even being better than Jameis Winston. So, I mean, it's really – it's just a tough prediction at that point. Uh, I say it slightly goes down the offensive efficiency. Uh, 
but I don't think they were really that high to begin with. So saying that, I would say maybe somewhere around even uh, now that Jameis uh, James Winston's down for the year. Uh, I, in their defense, I know what I'm getting. You know, I know, I know I'm going to get a defense that's going to go out there and, you know, stop the run and find ways to get stops. And so I think they will be able to hang around without a doubt. Obviously, they don't make my top ten, but uh, I've been proven wrong plenty of times. So, <laughs> uh, you know, they're definitely not far off, and they're definitely in the 15 area. But um, for the Saints, I don't think it's that drastic of a drop-off, not with a defense like that. Yeah, and now a team that does – take a drastic drop off uh and that's Tennessee because that that offense was Derrick Henry no absolutely you know, I mean, and it ran through huge. them I mean the reason why these routes that their wide receivers run as well being so open is a big key to uh Derrick Henry and what he brings um he's just on the mind of defenses at all times so they Tennessee added Adrian t- Peterson huh? no absolutely but they'll you know obviously Derrick Henry is in a field of his own I don't think anyone's even near him I mean, they're already talking about Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, no, he's really, yeah, he's just really that good. He's yeah. you know put together real well, uh, good size and good speed, and it always helps out a lot. Um, he's a big loss for Tennessee. I think they're the reason why they are a drop. They're a team that's uh, dropping off for me as well. Um, I'm not going anywhere uh, near them. Uh, I think this week, who do they have? The Rams. Yeah, they have the Rams. Yeah, that's, uh, the that's be- and now yeah. as I was going to get just into not that. The fr- it's not the first game you want to have. Yeah. Um, you know, coming off one of probably the biggest injuries. So it'll be tough for Tennessee this week. But, you know, they're still not a, you know, throwaway team. They're going to be a tough beat every single week, whoever they play. So regardless, Tannehill's still on the center. Um, their defense has played well as the season has progressed. Um, I still don't think they're that great of a defense, but I, they have definitely played better and they've shown me some things in the last few weeks. So, uh, again, I think it's a, drast- a drop off enough for them not to make the playoffs, but I think uh, they're still going to find ways to win games. Yeah, because their defense hasn't played as well um, as they have in the past, and that was you know they their defense was one of the the better defenses in the league. Um, but this was another game that had a big change in uh, the line uh, in terms of betting. You know, you had you had this game open up as the Rams being four point favorites. Now it's seven and a half. So that's that's just strictly. What happens when you lose Derrick Henry? You, you know, you now lose three more points out of that. Mm-hmm. So that's been interesting. Um, another interesting line. Uh, I mean, look at look at Arizona, San Francisco. Arizona was a th- uh, a three point favorite. Now they're basically a one point favorite, and you know, in some terms, they could be a pick 'em. So that's interesting. Um, I don't actually see anything interesting at all. I love every minute of it. I think Arizona's an absolute lock this week. I oh, yeah. San Fran I, had such 100%. a hard, San Fran was on the road last week. Don't get me wrong. And it definitely makes a big impact that they're going to be at home this week. But, you know, they were struggling to stop the Chicago Bear defense where it, it was no doubt that you weren't worried about Justin Fields spreading the football. Um, and now you go from, you know, Justin Fields to Kyler Murray. It's a big difference. I think the uh, issue right here with that spread is simply just the, uh, the health of Kyle Murray. There's no guarantee he's actually playing this week. I don't think people are. I think people are underestimating that. Him, DeAndre Hopkins. These are two big names that are uh, not practicing right now. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think that's the big reason why you're looking at a spread like that with Arizona. But if these guys are all playing, uh, you know, you you fire away at Arizona. I'm pretty sure. You know, going from. Justin Fields to Kyle Murray is a big difference, and uh, San Francisco's defense is definitely not something I'm very confident in right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, here's 
Here's a, a, an interesting thing that we're going to do. You know, this is where m- almost midway through the season, we decided to do the power rankings. You know, these teams were, you know, about seven, eight games in. So uh, we figured we'll throw out a top ten. So through week eight, I'll start at number ten. At least from my power rankings, you'll give yours. My number ten team is the Los Angeles Chargers, and we actually have the same number 10 team, uh, both being the Chargers. The Chargers are a team that we've seen up and down from. You know, they they definitely fall in the place of what I was just talking about, one of those teams that we see so much out of one week, and then all of a sudden they fall flat on their face in another week. Uh, and we've seen that with the Chargers. We, we've seen it where we're like, wow, Justin Herbert, you know, could be in the MVP vote. And this team could definitely compete for a uh, Super Bowl. And then the next week comes and Justin Herbert's made some stupid throws, looking like a rookie. The the Chargers not looking so good. They get a, a loss, whatever it is. Um, they're a team that I kind of want to keep in the top 10, but they're definitely on the brink of falling out of that. You know, one more, you know, bad game out of them. They're definitely going to drop out. So that's my number 10 team. Do you want to give any kind of analysis on your 10? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's, you know, the Chargers, you basically nailed it with it. Um, I think their defense, as uh, the season's progressed, has gotten worse. Um, they need to start showing me things on Sundays. It's uh, getting pretty brutal out there. You know, week one, they were uh, they were very dominant. And now here we are in week eight, and it's like a completely different team. Uh, that's yeah. the reason why the Chargers are sitting at 10 right now. If we would have went back to week two, week three with these top tens, I probably would have had them in my top five. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. It, like the earlier in the season, we were like, you know, this team actually is really good. Um, my number nine team is the Baltimore Ravens. They're five and two. They're atop the AFC North. But I just... They've been in very, very close games. And uh, it's something that we really aren't accustomed to when it comes to Lamar Jackson and uh, Baltimore Ravens. You know, I've I've seen them win because of a, you know, basically a a record-tying field goal or a a record field goal from Justin Tucker. Against the Detroit Lions, the oh, winless. Yeah. I, the, I survived in my suicide pick because of that. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. All right, continue. The, my apologies. The winless Detroit Lions, yep. and they win because of a, a record field goal. And then they got crushed by the Cincinnati Bengals. So <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a good call for the top. T- Let me see what else you got in there. <laughs> I'm just so, I, I mean, that's. Nah, they're a good team. They're in my top 15, but I definitely don't have them in my top 10 right uh, now. And, and you know what? They were. They, you, they were definitely. Yeah, they were definitely. Um, a team, uh, another team, you know, my nine and 10 are definitely on the brink of not being in the top 10. And that's, you know, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're five and two. They're, uh, they're atop the, the AFC North. And that's really the only reason why I'm keeping them around in the top 10. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. At number nine, I got the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, I'm in the same boat right there with you. You know, I just spoke about, you know, how their defense wasn't playing that well at all. And they're at home this week against, you know, the Cardinals. And I'm not liking them right now. But the truth is, is that their defense needs to play better. They have really good guys on that defensive side of the ball. Fred Warner being a big part of that. And this team just needs to play better on the defensive side. I mean, you cannot let Chicago do whatever they want. Exactly. 
Uh, you know, you're going to take on guys like Kyler Murray. You better show something better than what you did on tape last week. So, you know, I have the 49ers at number nine. They're obviously on the cusp of being out of my top ten as well. But, uh, you know, that defense has to play better. But when it comes to their offensive side of the football, say what you want about Garoppolo, but they know how to move it. They know how to sit there and run the football, run it effectively. And Garoppolo does what he needs to do to win football games. And he's not going to have you lose it. Yeah, yeah. And my eight team is going to be um, the Tennessee Titans. And I'm only strictly doing this because they're 6-2. and two, They're above uh, – they're number one in the AFC South. And this is, this is through week eight because when it comes down to week nine – I'm pretty sure I'm going to be pushing them out of the top 10. Obviously, losing Derrick Henry now, this is a different team. The, uh, you know, their offense was strictly Derrick Henry. Now it's different. Now you have to really put the ball in the hands of Ryan Tannehill. And we really haven't seen that much when it comes to Tennessee, you know, where we had to actually put it all on Ryan Tannehill. We saw what happened in Miami when he was with Miami. He was finally taking the back seat. When he went to, to Tennessee, now he's in that that you know driver's seat. You know you have AJ uh, AJ Brown. You'll be getting Julio Jones back. Let's see what he can do. Can he keep them in my top ten? I don't know, but I can guarantee you probably next week they'll be out of my top ten. Uh, I'm going with the Colts. I think they're a surprise top ten team for me. Um, they're sitting at three and five, and I have them as a top ten team. Uh, I just feel like they're well put together. Um, obviously, they've dealt with a lot of injuries so far this season. It's been very hard for their offense and defense to stay healthy. But I tell you, when that defense is healthy, they're one of the best. And uh, I, I certainly don't think they're going to fall flat against the New York Jets. I think they'll be more than prepared at home. And I'm, I'm just a huge fan. I mean, they lost a close one to Tennessee last week, a game where I have no idea what Carson Wentz was doing on the one-yard line. Uh, but nonetheless, they still have found a way to get the game to overtime. They're a dangerous team to play. They're a very tough team to play. Uh, and that's why I'm sitting there with number eight. And then I'm going to go with the Cowboys at seven. I'm going to go right to my top ten and just right. skip yours because yeah. Cowboys at seven. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy to me. I, I mean, the, but I, that's not here nor there. My seven is going to be the Raiders. I think Henry Ruggs definitely kind of knocks them down a little bit. Um, but I, I st- yeah, they still got a good team. They're doing it still without, you know, John Gruden. They'll do it the rest of the season without John Gruden. They'll do it the rest of the season without Henry Ruggs. Um, I think that they, they can still possibly stay in my top 10. Uh, I don't really think that that's big, uh, as big as a loss as maybe John Gruden was, but uh, it's a loss, you know, not here or there, but they're my seven team. My sixth team is going to be the Cardinals. Um, I almost kept them out of my top ten. Almost. Because well, I don't know if they're as good as we once thought they are. Well, if they stay healthy, they're going to yeah. be really good. But right now they're dealing Seven with injuries. One. I mean, I have them a little higher up. Me at number six, I got the Chiefs. Uh, I just feel like with that offense, uh, it can't be worse than what it is right now for them. And they're still finding ways to win games. So they just got a lot of experience in the head coach department and, uh, you know, even the players as well. Uh, these guys know how to win games. They have a lot of experience winning games. Uh, it's just why the Chiefs still remain in my top 10. There's really nothing that they've shown on tape so far this year that's really been a beneficiary to my uh, rankings. Yeah, my five team is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is still the uh, the reigning champion. Uh, they did take a bad loss against uh, New Orleans, but I, I think 
the fact that they're dealing with all these injuries and they're still, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the league. That's the reason why they're at my number five. Yeah, five for me. I have the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills are a great team. They got a great defense. They're arguably probably one of the best defenses in football. Obviously, not including the Rams, who I'm. It's just ridiculous that they got Von Miller. But uh, the Bills really show a lot on defense. Um, I'm so sorry. I literally just got offered uh, Devontae Adams for for Eckler just now. <laughs> Mid show, you believe that? <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? I don't know the kid wants to give me him because Aaron Rodgers is probably out. Yeah. yeah I don't want to talk about it because I don't want him not <laughs> here in the shop. Uh, let me, sorry. I'm going to continue with the Bills. Yeah. Uh, you know, f- at number five, I got the Bills. I think the Bills are uh, a very, very good team, very complete team. I think they're very good on the defensive side. They've had some slow games here and there, but they've stopped a, ro- a lot of really good teams. And, you know, they're, they've stopped the teams they're supposed to stop. And the Bills' offense obviously hasn't even been clicking 100%, but they got a lot of talent there. They really got to find a way to get that running game going. Uh, if that running game ever was just a percentage higher, you know, they'd probably be the number one team in football for me. But right now they're lacking with the Buffalo Bills. It is the running game. Uh, everything else on that team is ready to go and ready to have a chance to win a, a Super Bowl this year. Uh, and then I'll go to my four because we've already talked about it, the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I have as my top five team. Uh, I think, you know, obviously Kyler Murray is just an intimidating player. The loss of J.J. Um, Watt has definitely been a big part. Uh, or also I probably – because I'm, I'm guaranteed I had them at number one at one point. So uh, this is, you know, number four for the Cardinals, but they're definitely dropping down the more and more we continue to go about this season. Yeah, my four is going to be the Bills, and basically everything that you've said about the Bills is spot on. That's that's basically what I wanted to say. Well, we go to uh, top three, and honestly, the only difference here is that you went uh, yeah. Cowboys kind of early, and I went Bucks. I mean, I yeah. went Bucks number three. I think the Buccaneers, obviously, because of the injuries, sit at number three. I think without any injuries right now, they no doubt be the one in one A, because I think I'm very high on them, my number one team. But uh, the Buccaneers, uh, you know, obviously you, you had a lot to say, and they actually found, you know, they lost a bad game this week, dealing with a lot of injuries. Coming off, you know, they got to buy this week. I think by next week they'll write the ship, and uh, you'll see the Bucks right where they belong in the top of the. Uh, yeah, so my, my number three team is going to be Green Bay. Yep. Uh, Green Bay is that team that, you know, th- when it comes down to the, the one to three range in my. You know, power rankings, they all could be number one, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, the loss of Aaron Rodgers this week and potentially the week after um, is huge uh, in terms of the way that the NFC is, you know, stacked right now. And it, it when it comes down to power rankings, this is huge. But th- this did not come into play when we were talking about when when I was putting down my power rankings because we just found out about Aaron Rodgers today. This was done yesterday. So I like the way that basically, as I said before, they're a team that you really haven't seen that breakoff game where it's like, what happened ever since week one? They're they're six and zero since week one. You know, this is a team that, you know, it. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that you can't. He's like a Tom Brady. You can't bet against them. Um, so that's really, really the reason why I have him at number three. My number two team is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they're another team that you know, you sometimes they they kind of open up your eyes and you're like, holy crap! Like, look at this team. This team is ridiculous. And they're now just getting with Matt better. Stafford. Yeah. Um, and they've dealt they've dealt with zero injuries so far. The, Aside from Cam Akers in the beginning of the season, yeah. I shouldn't even I, well, yeah. I, I actually stand corrected by that. But their running game has been effective nonetheless. 
Uh, I think it's just the system that they got over yeah, there. Yeah, he's, he's number two in the, the in the NFC. The Rams adding that on the defensive yards. side is just going to be very, very intimidating. They obviously are the favorite to win the Super Bowl at this point, I would assume, uh, based on that added, um, on top of the fact that they've performed very well, their defense, without Von Miller. So they're an intimidating team. You do not want to play this team at all. That's why I feel real bad for the Tennessee Titans. It is nothing against Tennessee. It's just this team is coming in at full throttle right now. It's going to be a very tough day for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. So who's your two? My two is the backers. We, you know, obviously Packers, then Rams. Uh, You know, we were on the Rams and, uh, you know, I, I I went with the Packers at number two, uh, just ahead of the Bucks. Obviously, uh, game against Kansas City this week would have been a statement game, but I don't think that Green Bay defense is as bad as a lot of people think. Um, there were people trying to tell me that um, the Cincinnati defense was better than the Green Bay defense, and it's just, you know, again, like I, you know, I've watched the game for a long, long time. I know good tackling when I see it. Green Bay does a great job of tackling, and it's a big part. Uh, yeah. Their linebackers are very good. They're very aware, uh, and then certainly, obviously, the Rams too. So now I have uh, the Cowboys at number one. And the reason why I have the Cowboys at number one is another reason why I said this earlier. They're a team that just hasn't had that that game where you're like, you know, what happened to them? And I, you know, obviously I've watched every single minute of every single game. And they're a team that, you know, is just clicking on all cylinders. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. I it's just they're even doing it without Dak, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why I put them at number one was because they did it without Dak, and we saw the team that Dallas put on the field last year without Dak, and it, it it's not even close to what this is. So that's the reason why I have them at number one. It has nothing to do with any kind of bias. Trust me, even though I'm wearing a Cowboys. The Rams are very t-shirt. good. Um, Rams are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't so forget about them. let's get into a fantasy thing real quick before we get into some other news before we get out of here. Waiver wire pickups. Uh, who's your waiver pickup of the week? My waiver pickup of the week is going to be Mark Ingram because I feel as though Mark Ingram. I'll stay with New Orleans. I'm, I'll tell you, Taysom Hill. I think yeah. he's, uh, you know, especially, you know, if you have a quarterback needy team right now, uh, you, you're looking at running back at your quarterback position, and he can throw the football. He showed that last year. Uh, he's definitely a big part. Start him, sit him. So top five start, uh, start and sit. I can give you a little time to think about it if you want. I'll give my five. I mean, we always do this segment. I'm just going to tell you five guys that are just, like, ridiculous and you're supposed to start every week. <laughs> I mean, I don't even so, know what to say. So I, I, have, I have three starts and I have two sits. Those are really uh, – my first is either Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro now with Henry Ruggs being out. These are the guys to look at uh, getting the bulk of your passes in terms of, you know, the offense on Las Vegas – Start either one of them. My number two start, Aaron Jones, because you're going to see a heavy load of rushing uh, when it comes to Green Bay, especially going up against Kansas City. Kansas City can't stop a nosebleed, especially on the run. Uh, my Ram, uh, my third is Rams defense to start definitely, uh, especially going up against Tennessee. No Derrick Henry now; they're going to be very one-dimensional. Um, this is, you know, Jalen Ramsey should be able to eat against this team. Now I go to my sits. Ryan Tannehill is a sit when it comes to Tennessee because no Derrick Henry it doesn't help with no play action so it's going to be a tough one for him and to Ernest Johnson because Nick Chubb has been 
added back this week. So I say sit with him. Uh, my starts are, you know, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Jones. Obviously, uh, Diggs, I feel like it's just due almost every week uh, the way it's been going. Aaron Jones is definitely the must-start this week. I think without uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's just literally the the man to have. And uh, you really don't want to touch anybody else on that Green Bay offense. It's a good matchup. Kansas City, obviously, has been giving up points to everybody. It's a big reason why... Uh, uh, when it comes to sits, I don't know. Sit Allen Robinson. Drop Allen Robinson. Do whatever you got to do. To Allen. I mean, it's incredible what's going on with Chicago. I wish he would have been traded. Yeah, really me did. too. We all we all can absolutely agree with that. So now, um, you know, some other things that we wanted to talk about. Obviously, Von Miller was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. This is a big pickup uh, in terms of the Rams. Uh, adding a pass rush. Uh Next to Aaron Donald, that's going to be crazy. But we'll see what happens. Um, Deshaun Watson was not traded because he couldn't get his legal issue figured out. So he has to wait another year to get traded. Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. That that was basically the biggest things that happened at the trade deadline. Um, And uh, really, I mean, we could talk about the Giants organization, but I, I mean... Really, that it's just you're basically running around in circles when you're talking about the Giants organization. They're just, they're just bad, just bad. That's it. it you know, from the top down, that's that's really all you can say. They're just they're just a bad team. <laughs> um, but before we get out of here, sleeper of the week, sleeper of the week. Do you have a sleeper? I got one. Adrian Peterson. Uh, yeah, go with uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. All right, so week nine expectations before we get out of here. Week nine. We got a good week ahead of us. Um, My expectation, really, is Von Miller really doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's the first game. My prediction is that there's no doubt in my mind that the Chargers go to Philadelphia and absolutely win a football game. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that, uh, you know, and I definitely see Kansas City beating Green Bay. Uh, and, I mean, w- I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco beats Arizona. way expectation right there. Well, no, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, well, that's if, San Fran, right if San Fran, at this point, I mean, A.J. Green's got COVID. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins not practicing. Kyle Murray's not practicing. I think San Fran, it's a good bet probably right now. I mean, yeah. if you can get lucky there, then you get lucky. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't – it's tough. Yeah, uh, and we may see Dak this week, so that'll be uh, interesting in terms of Dallas. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they let him sit one more week, going up against Denver at home. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a, a bad choice to, to do that. But that will do it. Check us out. Check out our picks uh, later in the week. We'll put them out before Sunday. But that will do it for us this week. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be crazy. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.